up, y'all? I want to welcome y'all back to another episode of Two Bros and Sports Talk, man. Uh, as you can see, I'm here again <laughs> by myself, but uh, my brother trying to get right, man. He's still trying to find that car, man. So, if y'all uh, know any trucks out there that's for sale, you know, just uh, shoot me a DM on the IG uh, page or uh, just comment below, you know what I'm saying? But, um, but yeah, man, he having car trouble right now, but... We go try to get them back fast as we can, man. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, man, we got a lot to talk about once again, man. Uh, been a lot going on in the last uh few days since I uh dropped the last episode. But um, we're gonna get right into it, man. Um, the first one, uh, as we all seen, the draft was this past weekend. Um, so um, the first topic, um, I'm giving my top eight. I was gonna do seven, but I'm doing my top eight. Uh draft grades for, uh, for the uh, top eight teams where I felt like they had a good draft or a draft or, or drafted their needs that they should uh, or they needed, you know what I mean? But um, my first team, uh, where is it? Oh, yeah, my first team, I got uh, the Jets. Um, let me see, let me scroll just to go over who they drafted. Uh, hold on, hold on. They drafted, uh, of course, Sauce Gardner, which his real name is Ahmad Gardner, but, you know, they call him Sauce. That's going to be his new name now. Um, that was a, a wonderful pick. Uh, they definitely needed help in their secondary. So, uh, and I think he's going to be an immediate start in their secondary. Um, got Garrett Wilson. They need a receiver that uh, Zach Wilson can throw to. Um, then they got my boy out of FSU. You know what I'm saying? Like I always say, if you ain't got a FSU boy, in your defense, you ain't doing nothing right. You know what I'm saying? But I got drafted Jermaine Johnson. Uh, he's another player I feel like is going to start immediately and uh, impact the team. Um, then they grabbed uh, Bryce Hall, the running back, uh, the shrub uh, behind Devontae. Is it Devontae? Well, it might be. Uh, I forgot his name. But basically the running back, the rookie running back they had last year, they'll put probably put uh, both of them in the top two spots of the, uh, in the backfield. Um, and then in round three, they got, um, Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio State. He's a good tight end, very athletic. Um, so I think he's going to be, uh, he's going to help out as well. Um, they got, uh, the offensive tackle in the fourth round and they got, uh, Michael Clemens, the DM for Texas and them in the fourth round as well, which is another will be probably just added depth to the defensive line. Um, but I feel like just with those picks, they really fit. You know what I'm saying? Grab their their definitely needs. You know what I mean? I feel like all these players could really, you know what I'm saying, uh, be beneficial to them uh, on Sundays, especially the top three. Like I say, with Sauce Garner, Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, the second, I feel like they go make an impact immediately for the team. Um, now, with that being said, I feel like Zach Wilson is going to have to step up his game. You know, even though he was just a rookie last year, so a lot of people put a lot of pressure on rookies to, especially if you're a top. Uh, a top pick, like in the first round, you know what I mean. But um, I think he's definitely have to take the next step in his career, so far as you know, um, making the Jets better. You know what I mean? They uh, they um, they they was mediocre last year. I mean, the defense was there. You know what I mean? But the offense wasn't clicking as they should. You know what I mean? And like I said, of course, he was a rookie, so. A lot of times, you know, not gonna have a rookie just come immediately and just shock the lead like that. Sometimes take a year or two, but um, 
I think with that draft they did was uh with an eight was an eight plus plus. I feel like that was a a great draft for them, man. Some that that I should see we should see a, a big improvement with them this year. Um, but like I say, they haven't played on the field yet, so we got to you know wait to that time. But uh, so far as the draft, it, it really was a, a good draft for them, and um, I can see those players make the impact immediately. Um, my second team, which is uh, the Eagles, which may shock a few people, but only I said the Eagles because um, where are they? Where are they? Because um, they also um made a trade along with the drafters they got. But, you know, I'm going to talk about that trade later on. But um, so far as they draft, they got um, Jordan Davis, big Jordan Davis out of Georgia, you know what I'm saying, who was dumbing it all season in college last year. Um, that was a big a big pickup for them to uh, show up their D-line. Um, they got him in the round one at pick 13. And then round two, they got Cam Jer- Jergens, you know, uh, a center out of Nebraska. Um, he's basically going to be backing up Kelsey, you know, whenever Kelsey uh, feels like he's done with football. Um, he'll definitely be, you know, stepping right in once he retired. But that was a good draft pick as well. Um, then I got my boy Nicobe Dean, who played with uh, Jordan Davis on that Georgia defense. So you already know they're going to be looking to try to take over that defense, man. And hopefully, you know, be those two leaders the defense need eventually down the line in their career. Um, Round six, they got Kyron Johnson, the linebacker out of Kansas. I don't know too much about him, but I'm quite sure he was pretty solid um, for him to get to for him to get drafted still uh, in the late rounds. Um, and then they grabbed a tight end um, out of SMU in the round and as their last pick. Um, I think they could probably use him as um, as a uh, short behind uh, Selig. Um, I don't know if you know they release Selig or. You know, they feel like Selling is not that, you know, healthy, but I think he'll probably be a backup for him to, you know, just in case, you know, add that, that depth that they need at the position. Um, but Jordan Davis and Nicole Dean, I feel like they're going to make an immediate impact. Um, Would it, you know, translate it to, you know, uh, 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 winning division for the Eagles? We remain to see, you know, uh, as of right now, you know, Dallas won the season. I mean, Dallas won the division. Last season, but um, it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, how you know that the, how the rookies and you know the vets jail together, you know, doing training camp and stuff like that to make you know that transition over to the uh regular season. Um, but I'm just putting that out there. Kobe Dean, I got him winning defensive rookie of the year next year because there's no way he was supposed to drop that far in the draft. Um, I mean, I don't know, you know, it was, it was a story that came out or it was something said by a GM or an executive. I don't know, but there's no way he's supposed to drop all the way to the third round. I felt like he should have been first round, but, um, and I felt like my father should have chosen him. Hey, it is what it is, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, he's my early pick for defensive uh, rookie of the year this season. But, um, I feel like it, overall it was a good draft for him. Um, and then, like I say, uh, they definitely got a, a good trade out of it. Um, which I'm going to go over, like I say, uh, after this topic. Um, oh, I should say within the next topic. Um, my next team, uh, I'm going to say the Ravens. Uh, let me go to their list. Um, I think they got their needs as well. Um, even though I feel like they could have 
I got my boy a receiver, you know, after they all made a trade as well. But um I think everybody still kind of, you know, filled in some needs that they needed at other positions. Um but hopefully somehow somewhere down the line this offseason they grab a receiver from a boy man cuz they don't trade it, you know what I'm saying? His his best, you know, his best his best friend for real, but Hey, it is what it is about. Um, like I said, we'll talk more and more, a little more about that trade as well within the next topic. Um, but so far as uh, the draft picks, they got uh, Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame, which is a good uh, good pick for that defense. Uh, they needed a player like that that can kind of do some of everything, whether it's you know play the safety position or play that um, the hybrid position down the linebacker or in the nickel. Or even uh, they had to, if you had to play one on one on the top receiver on the outside, you know what I mean. But um, that was a good draft pick for him, and I feel like he'll be big, uh, make an impact as well this season. Um, they got Tyler Limber, Limber, Linderbaum from uh, Iowa to show up their line. Um, I think they've lost a few pieces or a couple of pieces off the offensive line this uh, off season. So um, that was a big draft pick for them. Um, in the second round, they grabbed David Ajabo, another defensive piece that could make an impact. They go on the other side, um, other side of Owa. I can't I don't know if I say the name right, but you know number ninety nine. Um, they probably go put David on the other side uh, from him, um, and both of those are very, very explosive players. So you know, um, it's gonna be interesting to see how that how that defense get even better. Um, uh, in the third round, they grabbed Travis Jones. Once again, another defensive player that shook uh, the defensive line. Um, I know Calais Campbell was close to, you know, um, not signing with the Ravens. Not signing back with the Ravens, but they end up bringing him back. But um, I think this, I think Travis Jones basically is going to be, you know, that uh, fill-in just in case Calais Campbell get injured or they try to cut back on his uh, um, the downs, amount of downs he played. Um this season or whatever, but um, Travis Jones, I think he can fit right in. He probably, you know, he went to Connecticut, so, you know, they don't really play too many top-tier teams like that, but, um, or at all, but I think he's going to be, you know, they go build him to where he needs to be with it playing on that defense because Ravens defense or takes pride in their defense, so he's going to have to, you know, learn fast. Um, they also got another offensive line, uh, I think plays the tackle, um, Daniel Fallier from um, Minnesota. He's another uh, solid uh, offensive lineman, you know, that played in Minnesota. So, you know, he played in that, that, that tough and grit, you know, grind type uh, conference in um, the Big Ten. So, you know, he's uh, definitely going to be a solid lineman. Um, they, uh, the next pick they got Jalen Jalen Amar Davis out of Alabama. Uh, we didn't really see too much see him play, you know, his time at Alabama because he was injured most of the time. Um, even, I want to say, um, this past season, he played for majority of the season, but, you know, he was still dealing with injury. Now, I want to say he missed the National Championship game with an injury. So, um, the, the jury still out on him, you know, how good he can be. But um, from what I heard, he's a solid corner when he's healthy. So, um, it's going to be to see how his career goes. Um uh, the next pick they got uh, Charlie Kalar, that um, basically add depth to their tight end position um, behind Mark Andrews, um, and I really think they may use though the two tight end sets a lot. You know what I mean? Because he's a big tight end as well. He's athletic, so 
Um, I can see him standing out as well. Um, and then they grab the punter, which you don't too much see. Punters go early in the draft, whether it's, I mean, the third or fourth round. You don't even see him that high, but they drafted a punter, um, which is a solid punter. They say he, um, excuse me, averaged the most, um, I want to say he averaged the most point, I mean, uh, most punts inside the 20 last year. Um, so that's kind of big. And then once again, they grabbed another tight end, uh, like I said, to add depth to the position. Um, and they got Demario Williams and Tyler Beatty to close out now. With Tyler Beatty, that's definitely a good pick for them because they um, they was you know had the injury bug with you know with um, their running backs last year. So um, I think adding Tyler Beatty to kind of add more another running back to that running back room to kind of sure up. Hey, you know they do deal with injuries. He can step in and play. Um, so, but overall, I gave. Um, the Ravens uh, grade an A. Um, I meant to say in the last one, the Eagles, I gave an a, a A plus. I don't know if I mentioned, but I got the Eagles as an A plus. And then, like I said, with the Ravens, I got a, uh, with an A grade. Uh, like I say, it wasn't um, their best, but it was definitely where they fitted all the needs that they, that, that they needed at the position, uh, or filled every position they needed. Um, Next team, which is uh, Washington Commanders, somebody got to get used to. You know what I mean? Uh, I think they uh, had a solid draft. Um, you know, they they picked up Carson Wentz in the in the trade, so um, they basically got a quarterback for now. You know, uh, I'm quite sure they will give him a, tr- a year trial, just like the coach did, to try to you know see if he get bounced back to that level he had his rookie year or his second year in the league. Um, so they got uh, they gave him receive an extra receiver in Jahan Dotson with their first pick. Um, I think he's gonna fit well with him, McLaurin. I think they could be very explosive if both can stay healthy. You know what I mean? Um, then they added uh, now this one it was kind of questionable to me because they added um, Fredarian Mathis from Alabama, D tackle, which I already thought they had. Um, I want to say Deron Payne and um. Jonathan Allen um, at a tackle position, but hey, you know, there's nothing wrong with adding depth if they feel like they need depth. But um, he's going to be just like them, just like them too, I think. You know what I mean? I think he's going to be very explosive getting to the quarterback um, and, and stopping the run. Um, they grabbed another Alabama player in the third round with Brian Robinson to show up their backfield. Um, their backfield is kind of mediocre. I mean, outside of um, uh, Gibson, Antonio Gibson. Um, which is, of course, their future back. But um, I think they had McKissick and um, Jared Patterson, you know, behind them. But I think Adam Robinson, Brian Robinson gives another legit running back that can really play behind um, uh, Antonio Gibson. And then uh, the fourth round, they picked up Percy Butler. Um, I don't know too much about him, so I can't really speak of him. But... Um, I'm assuming he's more of a uh, another hybrid player for their defense that they can kind of use um, on the defensive side. And then in round five, they grabbed Sam Howell. Now, I was shocked he fell that far as well, but um, they basically needed another quarterback, you know, to go behind, to kind of back up Wentz, you know what I mean, just in case if he get injured or he's not playing up to par. So, um, 
I think that was a good pick for him, and I think, you know, he could be possibly their future quarterback, you know, if he can show that, you know, um, he can be that guy. Um, they got uh, in the next pick in that same same round, which is round five, they grabbed uh, Cole, Turn- Cole Turner from uh, Nevada. Um, that's a short also add depth to, they, to the tight end position. Um, I think, you know, uh, Rick Sales Jones, he kind of stayed injured a lot along with um, – I can't think his name, but um, man, I can't think the name. But basically, the number one tight end, he stays injured a lot as well. But um, I think adding Cole Turner, you know, adds depth to the position, you know, just in case you know those guys can't, you know, stay healthy. Um, they get right, uh, which is funny. <laughs> this is funny, but they grab uh, Chris Paul <laughs> in round seven uh, from Tulsa. Uh, that's just kind of add depth to their offensive line. Um, they do need, they did need um, some offensive line help. You know, uh, even though they have, I want to say a top, I say a top ten offensive line, but um, just like I say, I always say there's nothing wrong adding depth to those positions because injuries are really big uh, when it comes to a long season. And then they you know they added a game last year, so you know they play 18 weeks or uh, similar to it. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah. That was big for him, and then um, they grabbed a cornerback, their last pick, which is um, Christian Holmes out of Oklahoma State, and that was kind of added up as well. Um, but um, they had a pretty good draft as well. I think, um, like I said, they fit in needs, which really their needs was wide receiving cornerback, but um, like I said, they grabbed you know, both of those and more. So um, I can look to see Washington and the Eagles, you know, really battling out for the division this year, but um, can't count the Cowboys because, like I said, they won the division. Um, but with the uh, Washington Commanders, I give them uh, A- minus for their grade. Um, like I said, they definitely fitted, you know, grab some good, solid picks that can be very beneficial to their team this season. Um, the next one, uh, we got uh, the Chiefs. Uh, I think they did good as well. Um, they uh, they grabbed Trent Duffy. Hold on one second. My bad. Uh, okay, yeah, they grabbed Trent Duffy, a uh, McDuffie uh, out of Washington, their first pick, uh, which they needed. They def- desperately needed, you know, um, some cornerbacks or a cornerback, you know, to uh, help out that secondary, and then. Um, they uh, added George Kalaptius, I can't say his name, but the DM out of Purdue. Um, they picked them late in the uh, first round um, to show up that edge on the outside, you know, on the uh, on the D line. Um, that's big as well. Um, that's probably, I think it's gonna add depth because I want to say they got Ingram and Frank Clark still still starting at the DM positions coming to this season, but by them drafting him, they add depth to where they could kind of intertwine, you know, bring in one. You know, switch or switch them out how they want to do it on defense. Um, around two, they grabbed Scott Moore, so they got the receiver to try to replace Tyree Hill. Um, it's gonna be hard to replace Tyree. You know what I mean? Tyree is one of the legit players where it's hard to stop him. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? So, um, but I think it was a good pick. You know, to try to fill in that position, which they need a receiver to go with uh, Marque- Marquez, Vader, Scantling. And um, Juju Smith, Juju Smith, Smith Schuster. Um, 
in, this, in that same round, they grabbed uh, Brian Cook. Uh, I want to say he's another uh, hybrid player that could um, play multiple positions. Um, as a matter of fact, let me see. Let me see what position he plays. Come on, computer. Uh, okay, yeah. So he basically another, you know, um, defensive player that they that can kind of move around on defense. What does that? I want to say it's uh whether it's safety or corner or you know that linebacker position. Um, who else? Uh, was it okay? Then third round they grabbed a linebacker and Leo Ch Chanel. Um, he's another solid linebacker that that was in this draft. Um, get tackler. Um, I don't think he played coverage like that, but he's definitely you know go get to the ball and you know make make something happen. Um, in the fourth round, they got Joshua Williams out of Fort Valley State University. I mean Fayetteville State University. My bad. Um, and like I said, they definitely need a cornerback, so that's they grabbed another corner. They had depth to it, the secondary. Um, in the fifth round, they added Darian Kennard. Which they really didn't need to add Delph to the line because they, they picked up so many last year in the offseason. But um, like I say, it's always good to have Delph at positions because, like I say, NFL injuries come just like that in the NFL. Um, they'll grab another corner in the seventh round, Jalen Watson out of Washington State. Uh, I don't know how good he was. I didn't really see him this much, that much uh, last season in college. But. Um, I'm quite sure if he got drafted, he got to be have some type of potential that they see. Um, and then the last two picks they had in those in that same round, um, they drafted Isaiah Pachacho and Isaiah Nazir Johnson. Um, Isaiah Pachacho, Pachico, whatever his name, <laughs> played running back for the Rutgers, and Nazir uh, Johnson played cornerback for Marshall. Um, I think, you know, like I said, add that special for the running back position. Um, you know, they got uh, uh, Hayward Belair. Um, I think he's going to continue to be the starter, but it's always good to have a uh, backup. And then, um, like I said, with the corner position, like, you know, they, they desperately need corners, man. They, that's To me, that's been their struggle um, these last few years. Even though they won the Super Bowl, you know, they, they still – then have that top two corner or top tier corners that could, you know, really stop a, a receiver or shut down a receiver. Um, so, yeah, with that, uh, with that draft, I think they did pretty good. And um, the grade I gave them was a B plus. Um, like I say, it wasn't great, but it was solid to where they they grabbed the uh, positions they needed, you know what I mean, out of the draft. And like I said, most importantly, grabbed the receiver. You know that kind of that's kind of similar to Tyreek Hill, but like I said, I don't think he's gonna be as great as Tyreek Hill. But we'll just have to find out. You know what I mean? Um, the next one, next team, we got uh the Steelers. Um, I think they did pretty good with that draft as well. Um, now most people are like, well, why they draft Kenny Pickett? He's not that good, or whatever. But for what I seen. At the, at the year, because I, you know, my team, Florida State, plays in the ACC, so I had no choice but to see him play. Um, but, you know, I think he's well observant of being a first round pick. Um, I think, you know, by him going to Pittsburgh, that's going to even help him 
even more because you know he's basically at home, so you know he keep you know feel less comfortable. He needs to be um, as long as he keep that work that work ethic to where you know you want to keep that drive to hey I want to win this team the Super Bowl or I want to win bring you know a championship to the city of Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? So um, I think that was a great pick for him, and I saw it coming. I saw it you know beforehand. Even though you know when they start talking about the Panthers grabbing the quarterback or the Giants, I was thinking maybe he go early before. Um, the 20th pick, but, you know, eventually overall, I felt like that was a great fit because he went to school literally down the street from the stadium. So, you know, um, no, I want to say they played in the same stadium, but, um, yeah, I, th- I always felt like that was a great pick for him. So, um, that was good in drafting him. And then round two, they grabbed my boy George Pickens out of Georgia. Uh, I was kind of shocked he fell that far, but, hey, you know, um, I think, like I told someone the other day, I said, uh, well, I want to say Thursday or Friday, I said, I said this, might ha- this has to be the most interesting draft because a lot of players that should have went early on went in the later rounds. Like, like I said, he was one of them. I didn't expect him to drop that far, but um, that's a good pickup to show up their uh, receiver core. And, and one thing about NFL, you can't have enough receivers. Um, the third round, they got DeMarvin Lill. Lill. Uh, the D tackle, you know, to go with that brilliant defense that they got or they always have. Um, so, like I said, this is Adam Delph to go with uh, Cameron Hayward and um, Tuit on the uh, interior. And then um, round four, they got Calvin Austin, the third out of Memphis. Um, another good pick, solid pick to add to that receiver core to go with Pickens. Um, like I said, they lost Smith, uh, Juju this um, offseason to the Chiefs. So, um, and I want to say they lost James Washington as well. So they definitely need to, you know, shore up that receiving core. Um, then they added um, Connor Hayward, uh, which is uh, Cameron Hayward's brother out of Michigan State. Um, and that's going to be interesting and dope. And to me, that's dope because, you know what I mean, it ain't nothing like you play with a family member and both of y'all on the same team because y'all know how, you know, how to get to each other, whether they're on a bad game, a good game, whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? You know how to get to each other. But um, that was a good pick. Um, the short of time in the position, even though they drafted, I want to say, Pat Fairmuth, uh last year. But, you know, it, like I say, ain't no only having depth. And then, like I said, a lot of times when you have two good tight ends, you can run a lot of sets, you know, a two tight end sets or formations um, when you have that. And then um, in round seven, they, uh, two picks they had in round seven, they got Mark Robinson, the linebacker of Mississippi, and – um, Christian Alodakon Alodakon, I can't say the name but out of South, South, South Dakota State um, with the linebacker that's what like I said add depth um, I just seen some earlier today that um, they didn't pick up Devin Bush's um, fifth year option so I think that's why they drafted him to kind of add depth um, if he you know, decides to move on or they don't decide to uh, bring him back next season and then uh, with Chris Aludicon, I guess, you know, even though they already got three quarterbacks, I want to, I guess they want to add another one just to throw in the mix, just, you know, make the quarterback room a little, you know, a little spicy, a little competitive, you know what I mean? But uh, overall, I gave them a B grade because um, I feel like they could have um, gotten a, a, a cornerback. I feel like they could have got a top cornerback. But um, obviously, I guess they feel like they didn't need it. 
So, um, but I feel like if they would have got another cornerback or grabbed a cornerback, um, it would have been um, very beneficial to their defense. Um, but it would be interesting to see if it affects them or not this offseason. And then on top of that, still some good corners that's still out there. So they might add one uh, right before the season or right before the preseason. Uh, the next team is, of course, my Falcons. Um, with them, uh, they didn't really draft the way I wanted them to. But hey, you know, I'm 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 at home. I mean, I mean, you know, I ain't I ain't, I ain't with the organization. I'm just a fan. So, um, but I do think you know they kind of grab players that fit the scheme that you know Arthur Smith trying to run. Like for instance, Drake London, uh, that first pick in the first round. Um, he's a big receiver, similar to AJ Brown. What you know, Arthur Smith had out in Tennessee. Um, he's big, athletic, um, can go get the ball. Um, I'm not want to say if he's as fast as AJ Brown, but you know, he um, definitely can go get the ball. Um, and I think you know he's gonna be you know with him and Pitts. You know, I think they could you know make it a little scary on the offensive side, you know what I mean, if they, you know, put them in the right put them in the right schemes and the right plays at the right time. Um, so they ought to, you know, he got I got him a target he could throw to outside of pits. Um and then on the edge now with this pick with Arnold uh BT Kiti Kita, whatever from uh Penn State. Um I felt like they could have went a different route so far as the player wise. If they was looking for that edge, they could have went with um who was that? Uh well I I can't remember right now, but um I feel like they could have went, you know, a lot different with that with that pick. Um but at the end of the day, you know, we did need an edge wrestler, so we grabbed him. He, he was pretty solid last year on that Penn State defense. Um I won't say he was the best player on the defense, but he he definitely was a solid player for them. Um, the next pick, they got Troy Anderson, uh, the linebacker. I didn't know so much about him, but um, within the last couple of days, I learned they knew he was, um, ran one of the fastest time in the uh, combine at the linebacker position. Um, and then he played some quarterback at, at Montana State. So um, they, that's just to show he's athletic. You know what I mean? They probably could use him how they want to, so far as within that uh front seven or the uh defense. Um so yeah, I mean that was I guess you could say it's a solid pick. Uh, even with that pick I feel like they could have got, you know, the Kobe Dean or um uh, what was another linebacker that was out there, Benito or whatever, you know what I mean? But like I say, you know, I think you know he fits the scheme, that three four scheme that, you know, um Reeves is trying to trying to run with us. So I'm um, just gonna have to stay tuned and see man how impactful they can be on the defensive side. And then uh the third round, we got uh Desmond Ritter. I really wanted to get Malik Willis, but hey, you know, like I say, I think, you know, they was basically trying to get players that really fit the scheme and I think with Desmond Ritter kinda reminds, you know, Arthur Smith of uh, Tanner here, you know what I mean? He could, you know, do the play do the play action and, you know, maybe drop it over the top, you know, I mean, off the play action. And then also he could run like Tannehill. So um, I think that's why he went ahead and drafted Desmond Ritter. Um, he was a great, well, I ain't going to say a great quarterback, but he was very solid in Cincinnati. You know, he won 46 games, uh, only lost three games. So, you know, that's to me that's that's showing that you could be a winner. But, you know, it's a diff, different league 
once you get to the NFL. So um, it's going to be to see how that plays out with him at quarterback if he gets the chance. You know, he may have to sit a year, you know, depending on how Mariota plays. But, um, yeah, we'll just see if he can be the quarterback in the future or, you know, they'll be looking for another quarterback next year or the year after. Um, in the third round, we grabbed D'Angelo Malone, another edge rusher. Kind of like linebacker, you know, like I said, within that 3-4 scheme. Um, and he's from Atlanta, what I learned as well. So um, I'm quite sure he could want to show out. You know, he went to a small college in Western Kentucky. So, um, you know, he, you know, he's going to be, you know, I ain't going to say under a lot of pressure, but he's going to have a chip on his shoulder to, hey, I belong, you know what I mean, with the rest of the guys. So um, that was another solid pick. Um, and then in the fifth round, we dropped Tyler Agler. Out of BYU, um, he was um, a very good running back the last two years at um, BYU. Um, they fed him the ball a lot, you know, and he produced. You know, what I mean, I want to say he averaged between twelve hundred to thirteen hundred yards each year. I mean, the last two seasons, with maybe like ten plus touchdowns. Um, so he he could definitely be a good running back for us. Um, and then we let go of Mike Davis today, so. I think that was another reason why they drafted because they had plans on releasing uh, Mike Davis. And then uh, our last two picks, we got two Georgia players. We got to grab them, you know what I mean? Home kids, you feel me? But um, they grabbed a guard, uh, Justin Schaefer, the guard from Georgia, and then uh, John Fitzpatrick, the tight end, you know what I mean? I think both of those will add depth to the positions on that offensive line and the tight end. But uh, overall, I gave them a grade of B minus. Because I feel like they could have drafted a little better. I got a little bit more talent, but I understand they, you know, was just trying to go to scheme fits with the player. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, if, it, if the draft pick that we got can, you know, make an immediate impact for us to kind of push us to that wild card. Because I don't really see us winning the division. But you never know. You know what I mean? If they jail the way they need to in the training camp, going into the preseason, going to the regular season. You never know what may happen, but as of right now, I, I feel like we're best at best gonna get a wild card. Um, but like I said, for the great for my Falcons, I gave a B minus, and then my last team, which is uh, the Green Bay Packers, I feel like um, I feel like they didn't really do Aaron Rodgers any justice. You know, even though he'd been crying the last two years, but. Um, when you trade away his best receiver, you know, at that point he definitely has a reason to cry. But um their first two picks they got uh two Georgia uh players. Hey, what can I say, man, Georgia? It was all over the uh, all over the uh the draft boards, man. Uh and they let's just put it out that they set the record for most draft picks in the uh NFL draft. In a single NFL draft, fifteen. So just throw it out there. But the first two picks, they got Quay Walker, the linebacker, and Devontae Wyatt, the uh, D-tackle out of Georgia, uh, which is good picks because they could definitely go help out their defense. You know, um, their defense was pretty decent last year, you know, me until, you know, got the playoff time, then, you know, they faltered. But, excuse me, but um, they definitely go at the B, immediate impact, you know, on that defensive side. Um, and then they got Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. Um He's six four, you know, like I would, like I was saying in the previous episode, which I thought um, that would take Drake London, but you know they ended up taking uh, Christian Watson. He was uh, like I said, a six, a tall receiver, six four, uh, two. I want to say like two ten, two fifteen. Has speed on him, um, 
So they basically got the receiver that, you know, they used to, you know, usually draft when they do have to draft the receiver. Um, but um, is he going to be make the impact to replace, you know, Devontae Adams? We just have to see, man. Um, but they did get the receiver that they, they needed. So that was good. Um, in the third round, they got uh, offensive lineman out of UCLA uh, to show up the offensive line. I want to say they lost one of their key offensive linemen this offseason. I don't know if it was to free agency or to retirement. But um, it should help. Um, in round four, they got Romeo Dobes, Dobes uh, another receiver. They kind of, you know, they probably could use more special teams, whether they're returning kicks, more prompt return. Um, and then also, you know, Randall Cobb is getting older, so, you know, and he can't really stay healthy like he used to. Um, and then in that same round, they grabbed Zach Tom, offensive line, another key offensive line piece that they add that to. Um, in the fifth round, they got a linebacker in Kingsley, Agnabry, I can't say his name, but South Carolina. Um, once again, you know, another piece that could add up to their defense, that linebacker. Um, and while I was in the last round, which is round seven, they had four picks. They got um, three carpets out of Georgia Tech. This is a, uh, another hybrid play that was drafted. Uh, they got Jeremy DeFord, a D tackle out of Miami, Rasheed Walker, um, obviously tackle out of Penn State, and then Samari Torre out of Nebraska. It was the wide receiver. Um, and basically those basically just gonna be fill ins to, you know, add depth to those positions, whether um they make the team or they be on their practice squad to start the season. But um it's basically just to add depth, but I felt like overall they could have gotten a top receiver being a defensive player. Because I mean, they already had so far as linebackers, they already had Preston Smith, they got um who was that? Uh, Devondre Campbell. They did lose Sedarius Smith, but um, they could end up getting the edge rusher down the line. You know what I mean? But uh, overall, I'm going to give it a C plus. Um, like I said, I feel like they could have did better to help Rodgers, but in the, the day, we'll just see, man. This might be a, a great turn out to be a great draft uh, draft class for them, man. But um, you just have to stay tuned for the season, man. But overall, those are my uh, top eight. Uh, top eight NFL draft grades uh, for this year. Um, like I said, we'll just see how it turns out, man. But um, y'all come below, man, and tell me who, you know, uh, who y'all think we had the best draft or y'all top five of, or top eight who had the best draft. Um, and our next topic, we got uh, just talk a little talk a little bit about the trades and um, the uh, free agent signings within the past week or so. Um, like on draft night, it was two trades that happened. Um, I want to say A.J. Brown went to the Eagles. And um, Marquise Hollywood Brown went to the Cardinals. Now, the, the A.J. Brown trade to the Eagles, I felt like, was uh, a shocker because I didn't know they was going to trade him. I thought at least they was going to try to keep him another, another year and then trade him. But um, the Eagles was able to make a trade with the Titans. Um, I want to say they swapped picks. And there might have been a player in there. But... um. By the Eagles getting A.J. Brown, that really, you know, boosted up their offense to go with Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith. Um, they still got Jalen Rager. You know, you know, he still he – he, he was a first-round draft pick, so they're still trying to, you know, figure out if he could be that guy to help out the team. But um, 
but that's big. That's big for the Eagles, man. I feel like they go. They very. They just improved their offense. You know what I mean with that. And then, like I said, they drafted those two uh, top tier talent players on the defensive side with you know, Kobe Dean and Jordan Davis. I think the Eagles go. You know, be looking to make some a lot of noise this season, man. But um, I'm still shocked that you know AJ Brown is an Eagle now. You know what I mean? Like I said, I thought he was gonna be with the Titans at least another year or two. And then um, with uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown. That was a shock as well for me. Um, I was expecting that. I didn't even know, you know, he even asked for a trade. But like he said before, uh, in the interview, he said that he wanted to keep it quiet because he didn't want to know, uh, be no distraction to the team or whatever like that. But I felt like, you know, they could have did Lamar just at least trading him for another receiver or something. Like instead of just, you know, he don't get nothing out of it other than a draft pick. And they didn't even use that to get a receiver. Um, so... You know, but I think with the Cardinals, it helps him. Um, he got a, a old teammate that he's gonna be playing with now with Colin Murray, and so Colin Murray can't, you know, can't say he ain't got no receivers or he ain't really have no help on offense. You got, you know, what I'm saying they made a trade for you to get one of your uh, old teammates, so the chemistry can be there. Um, so yeah, with those, both of those trades, it'll be interesting to see how those work. You know, um, once the season come. Um, I know for the Eagles, like I said, it's a big boost for them. For the Cardinals, we just have to find out, man, because the last two years, they've been they started the season on the road and then faltered towards the end, or the last five or six games that just faltered and fall out the playoffs, uh, playoff race. But um, those to me, those very interesting trades, shockers. But um, we'll just see how that turns out with those trades, and then um, with the uh, free agency. Um, Tyron Matthew going back home, man, uh, which I kind of expected, you know, once I figured that um, he didn't want to go to the Raiders or uh, L.A. or um, I think it was another team that was looking at him, too. Um, but, yeah, I feel like that was the best, his best best fit for him. You know what I mean? He had back at home, you know what I mean? Even though sometimes being back at home could be a, a, a bad thing. But, you know, for him, I think he would feel more, you know, comfortable you know what I mean, and, be, and be, still be that same player that we used to see him be. Um, and then, like I say, it was, with him and Mark May, they're going to be the two safeties back there. So that's that going to be a good little secondary for them, man. They still got Lattimore um, and P.J. Williams. Um, you, know, you know, it's hard for me to say that, but, you know, I got to give props when it's due. You know what I mean? I really feel like that's going to be a good secondary. Um, now, if they go, is that going to translate for them to make the playoffs this year? I don't know. We're going to see. But um, but yeah, that's gonna be a good a good secondary man. But um, it just to give you a little news with the trades of free agents, man. I'm quite sure we'll see some more free agent, free agent, key free agent signings uh as the uh offseason continues. But um, my our next topic, which is uh our predictions, well my predictions for the uh conference the. Uh, NBA conference uh, semis over the playoffs. Um, uh, I want to say the first two series was played yesterday uh, between uh, who was that Boston and uh, Milwaukee, and then you had uh, Golden State and uh, Miss and Memphis um, with the the Boston series and. Uh, yeah, with the Barca and uh, Milwaukee series. Uh, I kind of expected them, which y'all saw my predictions, uh, along with my brother. Both had uh, Milwaukee winning game one. Um, 
I just think, you know, with Milwaukee, they got too much size for uh, for uh, for Boston. I feel like, you know, Milwaukee just always been a much harder, especially when you got, um, who is that, um, Giannis. Like, he go, he go bring that hunger to a team, you know what I mean? No matter who, what team he's on, he always hunger to to win. So, um, I think they're just going what going against a uh, Boston's going to get, going against a much uh, much better team, much hungrier team that's looking to get back and repeat. Um, but in this series, I think it's gonna go. Uh, I'm stuck between five and six, but um, I'm gonna say five. I just feel like Milwaukee just a much better team than Boston, and I feel like they're a much bigger team. And then um, you include that with, uh, like, so you got Giannis and Drew Holiday. Uh, Middleton hurt right now, but they still balling without him. And then um, you add the shooter that they got with Grayson Grayson Allen and um, Wesley Matthews and um, who else they got that can shoot. Um, I think they got somebody else that can shoot. But oh, damn, Portis, he can shoot an outside and he can kind of work himself in the inside as well. So, um, yeah, with that series, I, I got Milwaukee winning the five. Um, the next series was Golden State in uh, Memphis. Um, like I say, you know, me and my brother, y'all saw our predictions. We had uh, Golden State win a game one. Um, it was a good game, and I can I can say that I feel like this series is going to be a great series, um, and it could go back and forth. Um, but in the end, uh I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go go to state in the uh, in six games. I think Memphis can win two. Uh, I'm gonna give Memphis two games, but overall I got Golden State winning in six games. Um, but then the two series that came on tonight, or the first one came on tonight, which was Miami and um, Philadelphia. Um, as y'all may have seen, you know, in the news, and uh, B is gonna miss. Well, he missed the first game. He gonna miss the second game as well, but it's a possibility he'd come back for game three, um, and I think it's gonna be beneficial. Excuse me. I mean, very, very impactful on this series. Um, I think Miami just got too much defense for Philly for Harden to do it by himself. Um, so I think you know, even if they go down 2-0, if Embiid can come back, maybe they can make a comeback, but. I just think feel like you know Miami defense is 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 too, too you know too good you know what I mean, so um, with this one I'm gonna take Miami, uh, I'm gonna say six games. I still think Philly can win a game or two, um, and that's to me that's even when Embiid comes back, cause there's no guarantee he gonna be healthy you know what I mean or be that same player, um, but um, yeah I'm gonna take Miami in six games, um. But then the uh, last series, which is uh, Phoenix, Phoenix Suns, and the Dallas Mavericks. Um, both teams uh, been playing good so far this uh, playoffs. Um, I want to say they both had to go to six games to win the series. Um, I think uh, with Phoenix, I think Devin Booker came back last game, but you know my boy had a perfect game, man. You know what I mean? To me, he could have he could have missed that game. You you learn how to play because my boy had a perfect game, man. Balled out. Um, if you know, we won't talk about CP3. You know what I mean? But um, I expect it to be the same um, so far as the way they've been playing. Um, CP3 getting his his buckets and you know his assists. You know with Devin Booker 
Devin Booker stepped back in and, you know, get back to rhythm with scoring. And then with, uh, with Dallas, um, to me, they only got Luka. To me, I mean, don't get me wrong, Jalen Brunson been playing solid, you know, this playoffs because the two games that Luka missed, Jalen Brunson kept them afloat, you know what I mean? But um, I just feel like Phoenix got more talent and more size. Um, but I do see this going to a six-game series um, with Phoenix pulling it out. Um, I think they got better defense. And um, I think they're going to be looking to, you know, get back in rhythm and take over like he was doing to be, uh, start the last series. Um, but, you know, y'all comment below, man, and uh, tell me who y'all think is going to win out of these little series or who you think go win out of the uh, Milwaukee and uh, Boston series. I feel like that's going to that's gonna be interesting if Boston can pull it off. I really do. But, I mean, you know, I feel like they're just going against a much better team in Milwaukee. But, yeah, man, y'all comment below, man. Tell me what y'all think. Um, this time we're just top of four. Um, As we take this brief intermission, I'd like to thank you guys for tuning in. Do us a huge favor and subscribe to this podcast and also subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is also Two Bros and Sports Talk. And follow us on these social media platforms for Twitter. You can follow us at Two Bros Sports Tall One. Once again, for Twitter, it's Two Bros Sports Tall One. And on IG, it's Two Bros Sports Talk. Once again, IG is Two Bros and Sports Talk. Please follow, follow and subscribe, us, subscribe to us on all those platforms. And continue to enjoy the show. Thank you. Okay, who's more to blame when it comes to losses, when it comes to um, head coaches and players, whether it's in the playoffs, regular season, you know what I mean? So my question is, like I said, top of four, my question is uh, who's more to blame when, uh, when, when the team loses, whether it's the head coach or the players? Um, for me, I was saying the head coach, in the sense of, should take more of the, most of the blame. I don't say all the blame, but I feel like the coach should take most of the blame because um, he's there to help them get in position or put. He's helped. He's there to help them get in position to win games, uh, whether it's coming up with a game plan or uh, making adjustments or um, just knowing who the player is and how you know he can you know operate without the ball um and my and this came about when you know with the next series and even the Hawks series how you know Trey Young struggled and KD struggled um I felt like you know with, with Steve Nash I felt like he could have um I think like he could have came up with some better game plan or better game plan to use KD whether it was you know uh get him off screens or uh him setting screens rolling or you know um uh, popping out to the top, um, you know what I'm saying? I feel like they, they, he could have used them in different ways to help him get open shots, to help him get in the floor of the game. Because I feel like if he would have done that, I feel like, you know, KD would have been, you know, uh, helping to win towards the end of the game. Or they could have won by, you know, eight points, six points, or even just won two or three games, you know what I mean? But um, by him not doing it, I feel like, you know, that's what cost him. I know a lot of people say, you know, well, KD, he didn't do what he's supposed to do. But my thing is, with, with coaches sometimes, they'll just tell them since they know, you know, just like 
Steve Nash said, he got he felt like he got the two best skilled players ever, you know, on his team. So now as I seen, he mostly telling them, hey, y'all do what y'all do about that, you know, score, score, score the ball, and you know what I mean, do what y'all need to do, just take over. But sometimes you got you know you play those great defensive teams or you know good good defensive teams like Boston. You got to be more strategized or, you know, have come up with a better game plan because, you know, they go win every time if you don't. And then and most in, in, in that series, you could tell that, you know, Kyrie and Katie were mostly trying to play one-on-one ball. You can't do that. Against teams like uh, Boston, that's good defensively. You got to rotate the ball and switch and all that, you know what I mean? Like, you just got to do something to, you know, get your stars, you know, in the floor of the game. And then the same thing with, you know, Nathan Miller, I feel like, you know, instead of having Trey take out the ball the whole time, he could have made him, you know, come off screens or, you know, set up double double screens to where he come off, you know, he pick and choose which way he wanna go to get an open shot or whatever, you know what I mean? But um to me I feel like coaches uh should take most of the blame. Like you know, um and also I think it was I wanna say it was last week Shaq was saying, you know, it's the players but my thing is the coach is there to put that in the in, in the players that, hey, you know, let's do it this way. Or, you know, if you do it this way, look what happens on the back end. You know what I mean? I just feel like the coach, that's what the coach is there for. Because if if, to me, if it wasn't no coaches in sports, I feel like you would see a lot of one-on-one ball, no matter whether it's NFL, um, NBA, baseball, whatever. I think it would be more of a, you know, me versus you rather than, okay, they use the team to beat the other team. You know what I mean? But um, y'all comment below, man. Tell me what y'all think. Who um, who should take most of the blame, whether it's the coaches or the players? That's just me. Um, but they, like I said, that's just my perspective. I think it's, you know, the coaches. Um, so, yeah, y'all comment below, man. But, you know, we have reached our last topic, topic five. One, two, three, four, five. Know what I mean, our top five session. Um, and this time we're doing um, our top five immediate impact draft picks from um, this past weekend's draft. Um, with mine, um, I chose Jermaine Johnson, like I said earlier. I think he's gonna make a big, uh, big impact on the defensive line. Um, I can really see him getting, if he don't get 10, he'll get close to 10 sacks this season. Um, and then um, Derrick Stingley, my second player, um, I think he's going to make an impact as well with the Texans. And they needed a cornerback bad, you know what I mean? Um, and their defense played good last year. And then, you know, Lovett Smith was coaching the defense last year. So I think, you know, he was – I kind of figured he was going to go defense with his first pick to kind of, you know, keep that floor of the defense going. Um, Amari Garner, my third player, um, I think he gonna bring a lot of that, a lot of that drip sauce, you know what I mean, to uh to the Jets, um, and and they desperately need it, you know, helping their secondary as well. But I think he's gonna make an immediate impact. Um, I ain't gonna give out a number of interceptions because we just got to see how he plays. But I think you know he's gonna definitely help, you know, stop uh the number the opponent's number one receiver or even second best receiver. Um, three, I'm gonna say Scott Moore. Um, I think he's gonna be uh have an impact because like I said they lost Tyree Hill so he's gonna have to be that slot player or that player that can you know um take screen plays and 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 go thirty forty yards or 
helping the return game or the kid return game. You know what I mean? So I think it's gonna make an immediate impact for them for the Chiefs. <clears throat> and then my last one was Kenny Pickett. Um, I actually think he may start game, uh, week one in the, uh, in the NFL when the NFL season start. Now, just my prediction, I could be wrong, but I just feel like Kenny Pickett will start week one uh, for the Steelers. Um, and like I said, I think he's a great fit for them. So that's why another reason why I think he's going to make an immediate, immediate impact. Um, well, my brother, uh, he picked uh, N'Kobe Dean, which, you know, I'd say I got him as defensive rookie of the year. Um, I'm just putting it out there now. I mean, like I said, I know he's gonna play mad the whole season because of the way he dropped in the draft. Um, this his second one was uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, which is a boy out of Oregon, so you know we gotta pick him. You know what I mean? But I think it will be good for the Giants uh, on that defensive line. Um, you mean to see how many sacks he get? You know, because I think he gonna be hungry as well. Because I know he felt like he could have been a top three pick, but hey, you know what I'm saying? He just got the short on the field. Um. The next one was Malik Willis, because um, we kind of talked about this today. He felt like, you know, Malik, Malik Willis could start uh, soon, very soon, like early on in the season. But um, I don't know, man. I just I just feel like Malik is going to probably really sit this year um, unless Tannehill get hurt or Tannehill just plays bad like he did, you know, to close out the uh, regular season. Um, the next one he has, Jahan Dotson. Um I think he definitely gonna make a, a mini impact um, along with McLaurin. You know what I mean? Like I said, they, with them two in the uh, receiver in the receiver core, they they very explosive, man. Um, like I said, I can see him, you know, doing the same that McLaurin was doing. You know, catching screens, making big plays. You know, down the field, being the uh, corner off a uh, go route, going over the top to him. You know what I mean? And then um, the last was David David Ajabo. Um, I think he's gonna make an impact as well, um, but um, with the Ravens, um, like I said, that they, they the, the the Ravens take pride in their defense, man, especially on the D line. Like they take pride in they got to get pressure on the quarterback, man. They have the secondary. So um, yeah, you know that's my uh, brother's top five, which is like I said, you got the Kobe Dean, Kayvon Thibodeau, Lee Willis, Jahan Dotson, and um, David Ajabo. So yeah, man. That's our top five, man. One, two, three, four, fifth. You know what I mean? Our top five, you know, admitted draft picks from this past weekend, man. But um, y'all come below who y'all think uh we got wrong or you think, you know, it's going to be spot on. But um, once again, thank y'all for tuning in, man. Uh, Like I always say, man, make sure y'all uh, follow us on IG, which is Two Sports, Two Bros Sports Talk. And um, on Twitter is two bro number two bros tall one. Um, make sure y'all follow us on on there, man. And then like I said, man, subscribe, man. Uh, like, comment, share, all that, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we trying to make it big with this, man. But uh, we can't do it without y'all support, man. So you know, help us, you know what you can, man. But um, attend in. Peace.